You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. All right. So today we have another transformation story. Yep. An amazing transformation. This incredibly inspiring guy Who who's going to change all of your lives. Nothing to everything. Our transformation story today is me, Michael Buckley. I'm Robin Shaw. I'm Michael Buckley. And this is the podcast. It's the podcast with Michael Buckley and Robin Shaw. I've lost 85 pounds. Now I'm a personal trainer and help other fat people. I was the last kid picked in gym class. Now I'm a personal trainer and I've got a six pack. I totally stole your your uh, your bit for the intro. I apologize. That's all right. But if you're going to steal, steal from the I best, right? I patented it. Steal from the best, <laughs> what they always say. Uh, how was your holiday? Did you survive? Good. Did you use all our health tips? Not to gain weight. Uh, I just try and keep. I just try and get in and out. That's you know, and I don't take it. You know, as much as I don't. You know, my mom brings Tupperware yeah. to parties and stuff. <laughs> you know, I do the opposite. I'm like me too. I never take leftovers home. Oh yeah, it's and the if worst. I throw a party, I ask everyone to take everything with them because I don't want food in my house. Oh yeah, that's um, yeah. You want to have if you're throwing a party, like you yeah. have enough food for everyone, but. Oh my god, the, the leftovers are so oh, dangerous. Those, that will kill you. So dangerous. I wait. Be honest. Do I look fatter or skinnier? Uh, uh. Being, I said you can be honest. Uh, or the same. Well, yours. You look the same to me, but I just saw you a week ago, so it's because okay. I've been eating terribly. I think I, you look good. I've I, been eating like donuts and cake. I've been eating everything, and I'm losing weight, and I'm not exactly sure why. Are you working out like a maniac? No. Something's really weird. I spent the last two weeks, the last, like, I'd say 10 days, last week, (laughs) the last (laughs) week has been real bad. Like, I mean, like, waking up, getting, like, donuts an hour later, going back to Dunkin' Donuts, getting munch. Like, I am off the fucking wagon. Oh, you're off the rails. off the wagon. (laughs) Um, And I'm losing weight. I wonder what that is. Maybe um, are you running back and forth to Dunkin' Donuts? <laughs> are you sprinting? Is that what it is? Are you like doing? Is are you doing burpees? Crack I do in between like, the like, donuts. No, I don't. Oh, know. are you on meth? Is that it? Nope. And uh, my, I'm like skipping the gym. Like I'm just, I'm. When I say I'm off the wagon, I've, I've fallen. But you're um, just, you're not doing shit. I'm not doing shit. I went to the gym today though, but uh, I didn't go yesterday. I didn't go like all weekend. This is the best week. Like, uh, you know, like. This is a good time to go to the gym, I think. Yeah. But right, right between is, Christmas and New Year's, that is I the lo- best week. It's so empty. Why am I losing weight and doing everything and what I should not be doing? I don't know. but if like, I think God's just giving me like a week pass. You're getting a like, pass? Like, look, Robin, we, we fucked up with you all around. I'm giving you one week of happiness. Either way. <laughs> I mean, if, the, if this is like sustainable and like three months from now, you're like, I'm not working out at no, all. I'm yeah. eating whatever the hell I want. Then we know something's up. Like, that's like... People have been trying to develop something where that could work for. I'm, I'm giving for, myself uh, like another couple of days of just eating whatever I want, and then and then I'm gonna go strict, strict. But I don't know; it's working for me. <laughs> it's hard, man. I'm, this I'm time of year is totally it's really hard. Because once you fall off that wagon, like once you start skipping workouts and stuff, yeah. it's so hard to get back on. Yeah, and I am. Oh. <laughs> You're on. <laughs> you are. Like I can't, I got done was like humiliating what I've eaten so far today. Like humiliate. I can't even say it. It's bad. Is it like uh, uh <laughs> like when we had uh 
Luis Gomez on he was telling us about like his cheat yeah, day. Yeah, like, yeah, that's been my whole week. It's been <laughs> it's been a lot of fun, but uh, that's why I'm so happy. But the thing is, I can't figure out. Um, I put on no weight. I'm fat. I'm actually a little bit smaller. I don't know. I, I'm envious. I hope I hope this, <laughs> this keeps up. I'm jealous. <laughs> that that's actually like kind of an interesting thing to transition into. So we were talking a little bit in the green room. And I was saying that I got contacted about doing uh, a docudrama series, which is, I guess, what they call a reality show, and they don't want to call it a reality yeah. show, right? And it's they follow each episode. They follow a trainer and one of the and a client, like a weight loss client. And the the hook of the show is they want the trainers to gain fifty to sixty pounds of not muscle before they start working with the client, so they can like lose weight together with the client. And uh, I just I wanted to get your your thoughts on that. Well, that's my whole business is I lose. I mean, I'm always um, because I struggle with weight loss. I'm always constantly losing weight with my clients. Like we're working out together. I you know we make like food decisions together. Like to me, that's com- I know you don't. I mean, well, first off, I mean, how long do you have to put on the weight? Four months. Oh God, that's my dream. Call me, people. See, I, <laughs> I'll do that. I, I put on fifty pounds in four months. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass on it because you don't want to do that to your body. I don't want to do that to my body, and also, like, I, I don't want to do that. More than that, a lot of people are like, well, "What would your girlfriend say about that?" And to be honest with you, she could deal with the the way I would look, or you know, like, you know, it's not about that. We've been we've been together long enough that it's not, you know, oh, she's just with me for my for good looks loss. or whatever. I mean. That, that'll last about three weeks, right? And if that's all you're in it for. But for her, I think the hardest part would be that I would be miserable. Right. I would you're be not so depressed. Out. And not just because I'm shallow and I'd be like, oh, I, I feel ugly. But because like if I don't work out for three days, I get I get antsy. I get anxious. Yeah. Like it's totally my release. And I wouldn't be able to work out. I would have to – not only would I not be able to work out, I would have to take cabs everywhere. Like I wouldn't be able to walk you, around. You know why you couldn't do it? Because – See, we come from two different stories. So to, I know we're, like, we're gonna get into your story. Um, wait, we've been talking for sixteen minutes. No, that that's including right. like the. Oh, that can't be right, right? No. Okay, I was like, wow, we've been rambling. No, no, we were setting <laughs> up the thing for. Uh, okay, so um, which what was I gonna say? Yeah, like for me, my weight loss, my weight, my health journey has been a yo-yo. I'm fat. I'm skinny. I'm fat. I'm skinny. I'm fat. I'm right. skinny. You were um unfit and then fit from then that point on. Do you know what I mean? And you just got stronger Well, it was a gradual smarter. progression. It right. wasn't like instantaneous. No, but I'm but saying like you went from not healthy to becoming healthy, healthier, healthier, stronger, smarter. Like yours has just been a uprise, where mine has been a constant up, down, up, down. Right. So for me, if someone was like, oh, put on 50 pounds and then lose 50 pounds, and we're going to put you on TV and pay you, I'd be like sold. You Which know? is actually a really good point because it's not the same, right? Like the idea is that I would be able to understand what it's like, right? Right. But I have other bad habits that I cope with things with, you know, or have had. I have other psychological things. But yeah. That's not my issue. And just because right. someone's paying for, for that to become my issue yeah. doesn't mean that the psychology is exactly the same. Right, right. Or the physiology, because physiologically, look, I don't have a frame that that's going to agree with my joints. Right. You know, I, I have the frame for a fat person. <laughs> <laughs> I got the frame for, for fat rolls. Well, we're going to talk to my mom and like her side of the, the family has what she calls. Uh, they're of strong peasant stock. That's what she <laughs> says. 
They're big bones. That's what my mom I was like, always like, Robin, you're not fat. You just have big bones. I'm like, Mom, I'm 4'11". I don't have big bones. I'm a tiny person, just fat. And like- but bone density does vary from person to person. And I, like, I know my brothers. Like, my brother has never worked out in his life. But like, if he flexes, he's got biceps. You know, we had a, a viewer write in. I, I can't. I'm not going to find it. But something that they were like, because they saw a picture of me, and I always talk about how fat I am on this podcast, but I guess I'm not really fat. So they said they were expecting someone who was like 300 pounds. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, uh. <laughs> and then they like, saw a picture of me like doing a box jump or you're something. Like, I, I, you've heard me say I'm four foot 11, yeah. right? <laughs> I, uh, I have a. a yeah, and you're talking about like handstand push ups. Like, you yeah. know how crazy <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, I have like a fat personality still. Even though I've lost the weight, like I still like mentally feel like a fat girl. So I hold myself like a fat girl. You're you mean like you're jolly? Yeah, I am jolly. <laughs> I am. I'm jolly. But that's awesome though. Like I'm, you know, you could you could also stereotypically say that like, you know, I'm fat and miserable. Right. I'm a sad oh, sack that's when I was gonna go fat, home and I, feed my cats when I was and eat fat, I always felt the need that I had to be happy so that I was like a happy fat person, not a bitter fat person. <laughs> no one likes bitter fat people. You could be because if you're no one sk- likes bitter people. No, because if you're hot and skinny, guys like the bitch, but no one likes a fat bitch. I, I'm I'm done with bitches. Yeah, you say that. No, I but am. Gu- like, guys are attracted to to girls that treat them like shit. I don't know why. I'm not gonna say that I've never gone down that road, but I'm I'm, I'm too old for that shit. Yeah. At this point, you know. I'm nice to my boyfriend. I have a bedtime. You know, I don't have <laughs> I don't have energy for all that. Um. All right. So I'm let's just gonna get, fuck with my workouts. Do we, do we have a fitness question, or are we just gonna get right into let's your? Let's get story? right into it. Okay. So, Michael. Now we know all about my transformation. I think we've right. touched on yours, you know, throughout the the um podcast. But all right, why don't you start start from birth and start work, from birth and do it all in. 90 seconds to today uh i was born <laughs> i never exercised i was uncoordinated and unathletic i started working out i it <laughs> changed the it changed my confidence changed the way i i think about things i felt better i feel better but what, i learned when, about it when were you at what age were you like i want to i don't like being puny uh well i think i probably always felt that way and just thought that you know that like oh that's just not me i'm not athletic i'm not i'm not built that way i'll never be built that way that's not that's not me that's somebody else it's like the the jock guys uh so i think i always felt that way and when it became something that i actively started doing something about was i got cast as danny zuko in a regional production of greece and uh they were they asked me to start working out and i was so afraid i'm going to get fired <laughs> the entire time that know was a pretty good motivator and then yeah i and then i i just and how old were you at that point i was 21 okay so, so, so it was really late it was after college yeah i mean i was uh i actually dropped out of college but it was like during college what college age. did you go to rutgers and you dropped out mm-hmm. Do you know i wanted to go to rutgers I didn't, yeah i didn't get in yeah it's i mean i <laughs> why did you drop out sorry sidetrack <laughs> Yeah. Oh, why did I drop out? Yeah. Oh, because I kept getting acting work. Oh, really? Yeah. So you're like, fuck this. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be a movie star by the time I'm 23. <laughs> uh, that didn't happen. You know. But really to go to school for acting such a waste. Like I got my acting degree in college and I'm like, what did that do for me? Because it put me in debt. Oh, totally. But uh, OK. So anyway, so 
You started working out. Uh, and when you were younger and you were like not, were you unhealthy or just skinny? Totally unhealthy. Like what would you eat? Like, so, uh, you know, you, you will ask my mom about this, but like she didn't cook. So everything was like pizza, Chinese food, McDonald's. Yeah, that's like my house. Uh, you know, like, you know, and if she did like send is us she to. F- is she skinny or fat? She is not skinny. She's uh she's a bigger she's a bigger yeah. woman. I know you, you know? said your fa- your family there's a bunch of people that are overweight, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh we're I mean that's kind of like what we were talking about earlier like we're just built so differently also right. and um you know, I I can I guess if I stopped working out I probably you know, maybe I'd have a little gut and like right. my face would probably get fat. Yeah. Like maybe my butt you know, I'm just judging based on like my dad who was like thin all his life, and then he got like now he's got like old man. Yeah, my dad tummy was skinny all like, of his life, and then like 40, 50, he got a tummy and his. But he's got like skinny legs and skinny, you yeah. know, skinny, you know, thinner arms, and then he's just yeah. got, mid, you know, he's he's uh he's in in his early sixties, so he's got a little bit of a gut. Right. So um, I'd probably just look like that. So what type of questions do you want? Should we uh, ask your mom? It's all, it's fair game. Fair game. Yeah. I mean, she she actually called me last night and she was like, is it okay if I curse? <laughs> I was like, have you listened yeah, to the fucking show, mom? Like, let's we promote <laughs> cursing. All right, let's give, her, let's give her a call. All right, here we go. Hello? Mom, you're on the air. All right, I'm ready. Hey, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Hi. What I didn't. What's you your guys? name? What should I call? Oh yeah, this is Susan Buckley, guys. Susan That's, Buckley. She has a name, not just like Michael's mom. <laughs> Hi, Susan. Thank you for coming on today. Okay. My mom always tells me like I feel like Robin is like my soulmate. Like when you talk about like the the donuts calling you and stuff like that. <laughs> She totally <laughs> identifies with I, all that. I feel like everyone either identifies with you, Michael, or with me. It's like one or the other. It's perfect. <laughs> I just think that uh, Robin and I are pretty much twins separated at birth. I don't think it's, anyone can deny that. It's right? possible. And plus, we both love Michael. Yeah, that's we do. Pretty, uh, we that's, do. That's pretty nice, He's, right? Yeah, I don't know if you've seen him lately. He's looking real buff. He's been working out a lot. Uh, I know that's that's a lot different from when he was younger, <laughs> and pretty much Dyfus was coming in to make sure we were feeding him. <laughs> so, uh, so when so. he was growing up, he wasn't athletic at all, right? Oh my God, that is like the understatement of the year, <laughs> you know. Um, <clears throat> you know, he had some problems with things that are associated with. Um, you know, being good at athletics, like perception problems and coordination. <laughs> and in fact, when he was young, I put him in gymnastics, and the teacher came outside and called me aside. And what is this, like said, four or five, something like that? I'm like four yeah, or five. Yeah, you were one. young. And the teacher pulled me aside and said, had anyone mentioned that maybe Michael has minimal brain dysfunction? <laughs> and you're like, this is a true story. And they're like, well, he can't do a forward crawl, you know? And I'm like, so 
big deal. I can't do one either, you know? I think maybe, uh, I don't know, like, but I feel like psychologically I was probably afraid, like, you'd probably instill the fear of paralysis in me, like, so deeply at that point. Well, that is true. Even though Michael's in his, okay, 30s, we won't specify, when he goes to the beach, I still tell him not to dive into the (laughs) surface. He'll snap his spinal cord. But, um... I guess, you know, we moved to the suburbs. Yeah, other kids are afraid well. of, like, not getting something from Santa Claus. I was afraid of being quadriplegic. <laughs> right. Well, apparently right. your mom had good reason to, <laughs> and, to warn you. Know, I'm there. pretty sure that um, you could call Playground a veritable death trap because that's pretty much how I view it. So, and I take them to Great Adventure, and I tell them, let's go see the dolphin show. And they want to, like, you know, go on the bungee and everything. And Michael was terrified even when he was beginning and I put him on the swing set. He was like crying. I thought he was like crying with delight. And then I noticed that his knuckles were turning white. So, But anyways, we moved to the suburbs and we did what all suburban parents do when we signed them up for Little League. Right. So, you know, it's just the first big game. So I call him in and trying to get him a shower and blow drying his hair and my husband's like you know i mean i was adorable (laughs) you were i sucked at baseball but i was adorable in my pristine (laughs) immaculate uniform 800 pictures of you like posing but you didn't actually play in yeah like holding the bat upside down and stuff i'm sure right 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 and um i was like uh i was like not not i was like my dream isn't to be on the new york mets or the new york yankees it's to be in damn yankees right (laughs) really and he did that he was very good but i mean i did my hair and i I put on my makeup and i may have even gotten a mani petty for the occasion (laughs) so we go there and you know he really sucks at baseball and (laughs) I also, I just remember... Were you smaller than the rest of the team? Like, were you No, I mean, I was, like, really thin. I I do remember being afraid of the ball. Like, standing in the batter's box and, like... One of my coaches, I remember one time, took, took like, the bag that holds all the bats, put it down on the ground right outside the batter's box and said, I want you to imagine that this is a pile of shit. So every time you move away from the ball coming at you, you're stepping in shit. It didn't work. Right. So I'm pretty sure that's just no. the canvas bag that you keep the bats in. So yeah. it didn't really work. But yeah, I think a lot of it was and like fear, right? Like fear. it was like. Um, well, I don't blame him. That bull is pretty goddamn scary. And I didn't want him to mar his face either, you know? I was all about that. Well, and, what, did, what, um, did, what did your husband or Michael, your yeah, father? He, what? Was, he was a coach. And he basically told Michael, I'm just lean in slightly and let the ball hit you. Yeah, first year the kids the could pitch. That was the only way he was going to get on base, you know? Right. And, of course, that didn't work out. He striked out again. And all the parents were in the stands trashing them. And, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. My makeup was really? starting to run. And my hair frizzing up in the... Uh, it was like, you know, usually like the... If like It's the coach's <laughs> kid. People are like, oh, he's always playing his son. He's always, like, giving his... Son. Like, I still batted last... I still, like, was, like, you know, they have, like, you know, I still, like, sat on the bench most of the time, and then I was in, like, the, like, left center, like, not even a real position, just, like, somewhere, just so far in the outfield, and you'll never have to do anything. Right. And you would look out there, and you would see that his eyes were anywhere but on that 
field or in any way engaged with baseball, but he did look good out there in his uniform, you know? <laughs> My giant Coke bottle glasses. So, okay, so, really? so that was when he was younger, and then as he... Kind of, and what was his eating like? Oh, yeah. Rob, I want to know about uh, oh, the diet growing well, up. Well, our whole entire, you know, nobody believes me because they're like, that's impossible. But I had four kids, and basically they were brought up on fast food. Yeah, that was like my house, stuff. too. <laughs> and after a while, I was very tired and lazy in the morning, so... They got their own steer a little bit. Yeah, like Pop-Tarts, no right? Really? Yeah, that, like, was, that was like my house. soda on it. My, that's my house, too. I, I get into this argument with my mom all the time. I'm like, how did you give me McDonald's five nights a week? And she's like, you try working having three kids and a husband. Oh, yeah, and I'm like, all right, really? Mom. I when my it all daughter moved out, her friends had to take her to the store and show her how you know which vegetables to pick and the fresh produce because you know, she didn't know about that, and she asked me, how do you make French toast? Because that's the only thing I did make, you know? Right. And I'd be setting on the house on fire, and there's always an argument about which child I left behind in the house. <laughs> so, you know, I eventually pulled all the kids out of sports, because I'm really, like, sweating. This is a woman that, that like, outside. when, that when uh, we started doing theater... Because, you know, she yeah. enjoyed going to see the shows. Bribed my brother to not play soccer. Bought him yeah. a PlayStation so he would not join the soccer team. Right. And then the other one wanted to go to some game on Memorial Day. I'm like, oh, I don't think so. And so it was like, anything you want at Toys R Us, just stick it out, you know. Um, and um, we found out they could sing, so that was it. We never looked back at anything that wasn't in an air-conditioned theater, you know. <laughs> Uh, so I, so now Michael, when did you, so you were 21 when you started working out right. and started eating healthy. So Susan, what is it like then having a son who's oh, like super health nut? Like, is it annoying? Well, it, it was horrible because he started getting very judgmental mm -hmm. and you know, as I'm deep throating the turkey leg at Thanksgiving, I'm getting these. <laughs> you know, you, you'll you'll appreciate this because I know you. You know, you say we're we're soul sisters, right. but like my dad is is very thin. You know, and me and my mom always had weight problems, and we'd yell at him because he didn't under, he didn't get it. You know, like he'd be like, just don't eat that. You know, six. Helping yeah. of cake. Yeah, that's and we'll be like, you, you know what though? That's I've got to, I've got to say, in all seriousness, is that so. I did. I would be kind of judgmental with like people that I know and love, right? That I know super well because right. you're like, just I don't because I don't sh kind of like what we were talking before. I don't share that that addiction, right? right? I don't share that affliction. That's not my. Believe me, I got obviously listen to this woman. I've got tons of issues, <laughs> but you know that's that's so not. You're saying you're not addicted to eating. No, yeah, I'm saying that's not my thing. But you know what made me did make me empathetic and did make me a lot more sensitive and did make me more aware of like um, the psychology of it was when I started training people and I started working with clients that have the same thing and started asking them and just started realizing that it's it's not just about the food itself. It's not just about the taste of the food. It's about so many other things. And that I think that that's actually been part of my journey is. Uh, kind of coming full circle with that and moving away from judging, you know, judging people that, uh, I guess, kind of like deal with the world 
through through food. Well, that's good. So you know? next time you come up, I can eat a couple of pints of Ben and Jerry's <laughs> without getting the look then, right? <laughs> but I can take him down. I can take Michael down. You know what it is? It's like watching an alcoholic. Eat and go off. <laughs> yeah. Healthy you know what I mean? Like so, like you know, I I I do like balance, right? So like I have little cheats here and there. We got ice cream, I guess, a couple of summers ago. Yeah. And uh, we, you know, we finished a cone, and I remember saying, you know, and then my mom goes, "Oh, I'm gonna go get another one." And I was like, "How are you still hungry?" She's mm-hmm. like. What does being hungry have to do with anything? Really, I don't know what hungry is. Yeah. I never let the uh, the uh, fuel tank go below. Yeah, you know, I, I'm never. Full. I always say I'm never not hungry. Like I can always right. eat. Like there's never that. <laughs> like, like I can. I can like. I could just be like devouring things and be so I, I'm nauseous. I'm an emotional and I can... eater. I eat when I'm uh, happy, when I'm sad, when I'm depressed, when yeah. I'm tired, when I'm awake. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yep, me, me too. It's it's hard. Be, um, and whether it's your your son or your spouse, when one person goes through the transformation and one does one doesn't become a health nut and one does, it's very hard because you bec- one becomes obsessed and sees health in a different different light. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, it's hard for both on both ends. It's hard to watch someone not be healthy. And it's hard for that person who just, you know, whatever, watching someone who's a healthy. I mean, I think the answer, no matter what, is balance, right? Yeah. Because, like, being a, uh, would you say this is true, Ma? Like, being a compulsive overeater, being an anorexic, they're like different sides of the same coin, right? Like, it's like you are still using food for food as like a way to like kind of control. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, do you, right. would, do you, do you and, think that's accurate? And it is comforting. I mean, never mind control. Like, that stuff is really good, and it tastes good, that comfort food. Oh, as soon as I eat sugar, it, it I feel better. It never betrays you. It's true. It never leaves you. Do you ever – so, Robin, after you <laughs> after you eat – let's say you go on, like, a, a, a diet. Donut a donut, uh, donut run, right? Yeah. Donut binge, whatever. Um, How do you feel, like, an hour later? I'm still happy. Uh-huh. I feel bad when I'm <laughs> I want another donut. I want another donut because I'm so depressed yeah. that I ate all Exactly. Them. You know when I feel depressed when I don't fit into a clothes? It's never about like I ate something and then I feel guilty. That doesn't happen. It's when I'm trying on clothes and it doesn't fit uh, that I get yeah, upset. That's, that's horrible. Yeah, or someone makes a and comment about my weight. That gets me upset. Eating doesn't get me upset. I can eat a pint of ice cream yeah. an hour later still want more. That's not – it's the other trick that make me sad right right <laughs> and it's I'm like, why did i give away all my clothes that were size 18 and 20 i'm back <laughs> up here and now i have to buy new clothes um, and that means i have to look in that dressing room mirror which you know is not really uplifting <laughs> so um we actually have to wrap it up but uh and it's hard to do a danny tanner moment because i don't know what the hell i learned yeah what are any of us <laughs> This uh, but you know, the food is one thing, but Michael, to be able to do what he does, I mean, you're talking about a kid, okay, so we go in the theater world, and now he's going to be a triple threat, so we sign him up for ballet, for movement, and uh, the ballet teacher says, Michael, don't you hear the music? You're a singer. Like, he couldn't do that. And then you got Jim in high school, and they're telling him, get off the court. You're going to hurt yourself. I mean, this was a kid who had really serious problems with anything physical. You know what, though? This is what, I, this is what I've actually realized in retrospect is that a lot of those things that I perceived to be physical limitations were not actually physical. 
It was actually psychological. Yeah. So yeah. it's the well, yeah. thinking Somebody that you can't do it and getting into your head about yourself. it. Yeah, exactly. So. so Okay, so Susan, we have to go, but uh, why don't you just leave us on, uh, if you could tell parents that are listening or people that have a family member that's unhealthy, what's one tip you can give them to get your child more active? Um, well, you know, I think it's all about not saying anything to your kid and not making them feel different and special, but... You know, unfortunately, what you have to do is you have to start eating healthy. You really can't, you know, expect your child to, you know, eat healthy when you're in there, like, stuffing the potatoes. To lead by example. So, but I think to make an issue of it, like, I had a father who would always say to me, you don't need that, you don't need that. And, I mean, of course, that just made me want to eat it even more. So I think it's just providing them with the opportunity of, you know, having healthy food in the house and, like, putting locks and chains around the refrigerator that really <laughs> helps. Yeah. That's great. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm very proud of Michael, I have to say. <laughs> so, I mean, so am I. He was seriously, seriously, seriously skinny. He looked like he had just been liberated from Auschwitz, all of his ribs were hanging out, you know, and he's got a beautiful body. He's very, very, very passionate about what he does. He loves helping people, and um, he he did everything without any kind of, I don't know what it is they take or whatever, bodybuilding stuff. He Steroids? Human growth hormone? Yeah. So, uh, yep. And uh, he can... You know, pick me up, and I go about 220. So, I mean, how could you not be proud of a son that can do that? (laughs) Um, Okay. All right, Susan, thank you so much for talking to us today and uh, sharing Michael's story. Okay. Can I just leave you with one more note? One more. (laughs) We're actually way over time, time. so say it really short. (laughs) You don't have time? We don't have time, but we'll call you again. All right. All right, call me again someday. <laughs> All right, we'll have to bring All you back right. on. Bye. Have a good day. Love Bye. You. Thanks, Mom. Love Bye. you too. Bye. All right, guys, Bye-bye. if you want, have any questions, write us uh, at I'm Robin Shaw. At Buckley Body Guru. On Twitter or at Robin Shaw Comic on Instagram and rate us on iTunes. Subscribe. Subscribe. And uh, that's it for now. I'm Robin Shaw. I'm Michael Buckley. And this is the podcast.